Good morning, everyone. My name is Sanjay, and I'm the host of My Last Joint Podcast. All right, it's Thursday, a little bit early where I am. Well, early 9.30 in the morning, early for episode release. And um, I've got something slightly different for you today. So a few months ago, I think that was back in November, I had the pleasure of interviewing someone from Netherlands. And I think the title of the episode is ex from Netherlands Share His Story. And we kind of kept in touch back and forth. And I've spoken to him about a week about a week ago about his podcast. So he's got a podcast on um, on the internet called Weed Talks. True stories about quitting weed. And actually I was interested in how it, you know, how the podcast is going and what's his future. And he kind of... I think a while ago already decided that he's not going to pursue any more episodes, which I understand. And frankly, I see more and more people do it. And, um, you know, being a podcaster myself, I can definitely relate um, to that. Not that I'm planning in quitting in the near future, but um, I can definitely relate to the stress and just the headache of putting together a podcast and releasing it out there. However, I will say, his podcast is, as far as the quality goes, and content as well, is amazing. I mean, he really put together a high-quality um, recording, which when I first heard um, the episode, I was just surprised. Um, you know, he also got a voice uh, voiceover actor, and the recording is just high-quality. It's nothing compared to my amateurish uh, setup of course going on here so um when i spoke with him about a week ago you know i kind of told him about my plans and asked him about his plans and and he said he well he doesn't really have plans with with the podcast and i said well why don't you let me take over the podcast and join it to my podcast because really when i you know when you go quitting weed podcast when you go on the internet there's very few but there's about two or three they have just left there. Like people do one or two episodes and then they never come back. And it's almost like I, I, I try to think of it as a graveyard of the podcast. And it's kind of, it, it goes to waste. It's a, it's a little bit, if someone's got a platform and then someone's got an audience, which I have with this, with this podcast, why not use it and, you know, add it to it? So that was my whole idea. And um, my guest and, and the, the author, the host, well, he's not necessarily a host because he's not talking, but, you know, just the um, the owner of the podcast, I'll say, by the way, that's my washing machine that I'm making noise. He agreed, and I am pleased to say that I'm going to release his first episode today on my podcast, and perhaps this will be interesting because you kind of see what a high-quality audio sounds like, but you also get to see, uh, you know, the other world where, Someone is narrating a story of someone else um, having trouble with wheat and then actually quitting uh, towards the end. So, without further ado, today's episode, it's called Time to Pay the Fiddler. And we've got a description here which says, Listen to the moving story of a 50-year-old Hollywood man who decides to end his cannabis use after 30 years. Um, so yeah, I'm well excited to to put this out in my podcast. Another thing I wanted to say is, in case you haven't listened to the previous episode, which is my webinar, I am doing a live event next week. So this will be going on 
around, not around, on 17th of February and on 18th of February. Um, so if you want to get in, it will be a ticket system. And I think I'm actually going to drop the price a little bit, seeing it's our first event. And I do want to make sure that you guys are able to afford it and you can you can join it as well. So we're looking at 47 bucks, and we're going to go about three hours on Friday and then three hours on Saturday. So it'll be full-on immersive event. I'm calling it Quit, Read, and Succeed. I kind of like this term. I don't know why. It just it just really resonates with me. And, and funnily enough, it's been resonating with you as well and the people in the group. Um, so yeah, we're going to have a live event next week on the 17th and on the 18th of February. And we're going to go full on and we're going to go everything from the point when you decide to start before even getting a clear why, why would you start? And then to the point of deciding to start. And then we're going to go through the cravings, through the triggers, through the coping tools and all the way to the tools for success as in your relationship, as in your, as in your job, you know, just getting yourself out of that rut digging yourself out of that hole that perhaps you got yourself in um abusing marijuana for uh for quite some time so yeah this will be a jam-packed event um full-on unfortunately i only have 10 spots i do want to make an event where i can actually interact one-on-one with guests as well it's not it's not just a conference when you know perhaps at the end in this q a you manage to get one question in no this will be a full-on immersive event we're also going to have exercises so you'll be expected to give feedback you'd be expected to um kind of you know comment as well and 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 give me your kind of a situation life with other people obviously you can use only microphone if you don't want if you don't or if you don't want other people to see your face but yeah i'm really looking forward for this this is kind of a my new concept i was thinking like how to switch things up here a bit at my last joint and i think That'll be a, a great opportunity to do this, and hopefully you get to. I mean, hopefully, I'm damn sure you benefit. <clears throat> I'm damn sure you benefit from it. If you're not, listen. Ask for your money back, as always. I so far, I haven't had one person. Actually, that's 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 not true. I had one person three weeks ago ask me about money back, and then we kind of went back and forth. And she said it was it was mistake on my end. Um, and Jane, if you're listening. I sent you another email, so get in touch. Um, but yeah, if for any reason whatsoever, um, or if you even cannot attend the event at the end, even though it would be kind of a disappointment because I do limit 10 spots, so perhaps someone else won't be able to get in. But if for any reason you cannot attend or you just didn't like or you just don't think it helped you in any way, I'll give you your money back. So that's it, 47 bucks. I feel like that's, you know, that's just... Uh, it's pro. It's not the lowest I could go, but I don't think there's any point in going lower because there's just no commitment then, and it's just kind of a, um, you know, another thing that you might attend or not attend. So we are going live on 17 or 18, and again, I've got 10 spots available only, and that'll be our first event, and we'll see how it goes. I have a strong feeling that we're gonna do more of those. Obviously, I'll see after the next weekend what's the feedback and what people are um, thinking and all that. And obviously, on top of that, you then get support afterwards and weekly calls and stuff like that, something that's already um, standard here at my last joint. So, listen, without further ado, let's play Time to Pay the Fiddler. 
Thank you again to our anonymous Dutch uh, author who agreed to take um, take me, who agreed for me to take over his podcast. Um, I really wish him well in his future. We are going to talk, anyways. We had some um, agreement as far as the near future goes, uh, but I really hope things work out well for him. And I've got another episode from him. I don't think I'll release on Monday as we got Oliver on for Monday. But in the near future, that will be coming on as well. So here it is, without further ado, a story about a 50-year-old Hollywood man who decides to end his cannabis use after 30 years. And you get to see or you get to hear what a high-quality audio sounds like. Nothing like this, you know? Or like this. Or like... Or like... <laughs> like this little shit in the background. <laughs> Alright, I... Thank you, as always. Don't forget to click like, subscribe, and follow, and all that. And we'll see you in the next one. Have a good weekend, and don't forget about our live event. Go to my website, or just send me an email, and we'll take it from there. Also, don't forget about the Facebook group, Quit Weed and Succeed. Free Facebook group. Over and out. A series of heartwarming and honest stories of people around the world saying goodbye to weed. From the first joint to the very last hit. Discover how lives change and witness individuals coming closer to themselves. They tell their stories to help others. Because one thing is for sure. Cannabis withdrawal is not always easy. You're listening to We Talks. True stories about quitting weed. I started smoking weed about 30 years ago, around the age of 20. I am 50 now. Immediately, close friends noticed I was being more sarcastic than I had been previously. Jaded. Over it. From the start, I ignored the signs that I was pushing people away. That said, it was the weed that more easily allowed me to be around others. This was the beginning of my over-self-medication for PTSD. PTSD that I didn't even understand I had, and which arose due to a violent and turbulent childhood of traumas that I barely survived. Physical, emotional, and mental traumas inflicted by kids at school bullying me and by my parents' divorce and subsequent remarriages three times over, each to horrible people I didn't like and who didn't like me. Ever since I was ten and my parents first separated, there has been constant displacement in my life. By twenty, I needed weed to calm down the rage within and to help me focus on the now, especially on my creative tasks at work. I worked in an extremely high-profile, high-stress entertainment industry job. On my first day in the business, my boss showed up to work at 6 a.m. and stated, we get high to work. And so we did. And I continued to get high every day, all day, for the next three decades. How I ever accomplished anything or felt at all close to any of my friends is beyond me. Eventually, I ended up completely alone. No career, no job, no friends, no motivation to do anything but sleep and stay completely isolated from people. Paradoxically, the weed that allowed me to be brave enough to socialize now prevented me from doing exactly that. It is extremely sinister in that way. Do not get me wrong. 
There were many times when medicating with anything else would have destroyed my career much quicker. Weed is an incredibly healing drug for many people and problems. It is certainly better than medicating with alcohol or pills. So, in the back of my mind, I was always proud of myself that I wasn't binge drinking or snorting cocaine on a regular basis to accomplish my daily tasks. However, when I would try to stop, I'd go through the horrifying first 60 days of detox, night sweats and sleeplessness, only to find myself smoking weed again a few months later. I would get thrown by a life event or someone at work and I'd be off to the races again. I never could seem to get on top of it. It kept coming back as a solution to my chaotic, intense life. It helped me feel that my world was being calmed down by the weed. In hindsight, I can now reflect and see how it prolonged everything I was putting off or numbing out by incessantly smoking. Then, my baby sister, the only true friend I had ever known got breast cancer at a very young age and died at 25. This destroyed me and hit me at the very peak of my success in an extremely competitive industry position in Hollywood. And so, I smoked to cope. I smoked to function. Actually, I accomplished many things while using weed. I won a Grammy. I made a feature-length movie about my life story, and with it, I toured film festivals around the world. I was able to book and complete over 300 very high-profile projects, all the while becoming increasingly more isolated. Whenever friends would express their envy at my position in Hollywood, I would distance myself from them even further, eventually losing them all. Looking back, I now deeply regret trying to hold on to friends who didn't care how much I was suffering. None of them seemed to grasp the enormity of the loss of my sister, which happened at a time I was extremely busy at work creating award-winning project after project. They just saw my Hollywood persona and thought, because I had all these incredible things going on, that I didn't actually need real friends. I did, and they were not. As a result of my PTSD, I was never able to secure a proper manager, sales agent, producer, or assistant to help me with my work. I did it all on my own, and the weed carried me through it all, pounding down the emotions I felt for me to concentrate on work. After a few years of me always being unavailable on the weekends, I was often double-booked. Friends just stopped asking me to do things. So, when I did have time off, I spent it alone, smoking weed. I have yet to experience a serious relationship or intimacy with a true partner in any way. And the longer I stayed isolated and alone, the more weed I smoked to avoid processing this reality. Then, in 2017, people started talking about DMT and psilocybin to treat PTSD. I thought that some of the stories people were sharing about their PTSD sounded quite similar to my story. Three years later, during the lockdown of 2020, I ventured into the world of healing using these two agents. Hearing Mike Tyson on Joe Rogan's podcast talk about his experiences of being reborn from his past after being treated with DMT inspired me. I was fascinated and found someone who specialized in this therapy here in California. During my first session on DMT, I expressed, I just wanted to stop, 
The therapist asked me, What? The DMT or the PTSD? I exclaimed, The DMT. After the session, we talked at length about this, and I realized, Who am I if I am not this damaged person? The DMT had lifted the PTSD burden off of me long enough to truly feel me underneath it all. And I was a beautiful, true, important, worthwhile, and loving soul. I had been in denial of my self-worth and my true personality because it had been masked for 30 years by constant weed smoking. If I was ever going to find love or experience a healthy relationship, I was going to have to battle this addiction and figure a way out of it for good. It was then I began writing an autobiography about my struggles with PTSD and my addiction to weed. Of course, the book was difficult to write, reliving old traumas and writing them all down to illustrate to my readers the exact nature of my disease was painful and extremely sad. Again, I found myself in a room, isolated, smoking weed to write about being alone and isolated. This was a very painful time to live through. But I stuck with it, and because I did, this book is quite intense. Then I realized that I had to go on social media and take it seriously in a way I had never done before. I sat down to video myself discussing my book and just burst into tears. There was no more joy left in me. I was still using weed, and this was now keeping me silent, unable to speak. I had absolutely zero motivation to express myself authentically, to get people excited for my book about abusing weed and ruining my life. Ironic. So I stopped the camera, stood up, and decided this was it. I had had enough. It was time to get weed out of my life for good. I had quit before, but this time was different. I had completely screwed up so much of my life as I had just excavated for my readers in my book and I now owed it to myself and my readers to stand up and get real. I had to stop smoking weed for good, but quick. This final detox has been absolutely horrendous. The insomnia has been worse than any other time I've tried to quit before. The headaches are ten times worse. The night sweats are ten times worse. It was time to pay the fiddler. I am absolutely dedicated to staying awake and being mindful here And now, I was so mindless about it all for so long that the rage I feel within myself is now, at times, unbearable. I am so angry at myself for missing so much of my life, for sabotaging so many friendships and professional work relationships along the way. This final detox is about forgiving myself, not other people, for a lifetime of denial and numbing out. There is a part of me that is scared I won't find love, that it's too late to fix my life. But no sooner than I stopped weed did I begin to reach out to people. One in particular. An old friend I just ghosted after one paranoid weed-induced episode was very happy to hear from me, and we have rekindled our friendship. I absolutely refuse to back down now. I am demanding of myself that I stay brave and focused on my current task of really allowing myself to shine through and come alive. I will not back down from this. I will overcome this. I will achieve my goal of connecting to a joyful, open, and present life with friends and a partner. Love is the answer. It always was. Not my jobs. Not my awards. Not my career. Not my reputation. Not my art. Not money. Going forward, 
how I love, who I love, and how I show up for people in my life is all that matters to me now. I simply refuse to not take part any longer. It's time to live. Weed took so much of my life away from me. I'm taking it all back now. Thank you for listening to We Talks. Stay tuned for the latest episodes and subscribe to We Talks on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You can also find us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at We Talks Podcast. Do you have an experience you'd like to share? Your story can help others. Contact us by sending an email to stories at wetalks.com. We hope to see you next time.